Carrie. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hello, Stephanie. Hey, Carrie. <laughs> We're back with another week of reviews. Woohoo! We have lifetime this time, too. I know, and getting close to Thanksgiving. Can't believe <laughs> it's next week. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> it's insane. Like, if you think about, like, when COVID happened and how much time has passed mm-hmm. and how it somehow felt like it was taking forever to get through and stuff, but still flies by <laughs> the days yeah. are long, but the years are wait. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm trying the to days say. Are long and the years are short. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy, but we are talking about three movies. We did do a poll this week and it was like a because we were doing four I did one of the quizzes and it was very very close (laughs) (laughs) yeah between two movies (laughs) yeah yeah between two movies and Ice Wine Christmas and Open by Christmas and so an Ice Wine Christmas is the one we're actually going to talk about together you did not watch Open by Christmas no. But since it was so close, I figured I'll chat about Open by Christmas really quick because mm-hmm. it was actually really cute. You know, I didn't have the highest hopes and I always have a little bit of an issue with Allison Sweeney because I always think of her as Sammy Brady from Days of Our Lives. I just can't get get past it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm always like, oh, I don't know about this, but... It was really, really, really cute, and I would recommend watching it. I actually would probably call it a love. Someone sent her a card when she was a kid, and her parents have decided to sell their house, so she's kind of going through this stuff. She finds it in a book that she had never found the card before because um, she tested out of calculus, and it was inside the calculus book. And so she had never seen the card and just is like finds it, and she's like surprised and then trying to figure out who it might be based upon the clues in the card. I mean, like you said last week, you kind of know it's Brennan Elliott, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there were some things that happened along the way that you're like, wait a second, who did write this letter? (laughs) So you kind of maybe second guessed yourself on whether it was really him or not, but it was so cute. The ending was very sweet. You know, it was an anonymous card, and he ended it, spoiler alert, by giving her a card. And she's like, but you didn't write anything in it. He's like, at least I signed it this time. Aw, that is cute. Yeah. So it was very, very cute. I would recommend it. And there was, like, one shocking part. You're like, what? (laughs) Well, it'll go, you know, at the end of my long list of movies to watch whenever I get time to. (laughs) Because, you know, I'm not the hugest fan of Allison Sweeney either. Uh, not because of anything really she's done, but <laughs> she's just not my favorite. Yeah. So who knows when I'll watch it. And you don't, you, you like Brennan Elliott okay, but he's also not your yeah. favorite. So. Yeah. I yeah. like him mostly with Lacey Chabert. Me too. And mostly in their mystery series. <laughs> I, I like him in the mystery one, but I also like him in the All My Love series. Um, yeah, he was well, good in those too. Also with her too. So, <laughs> I think he ne- he needs Lacey to kind of bring that extra oomph to him for me. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the premiere Lifetime Christmas movie for this year is Ice Wine Christmas with Rosalind Sanchez and Lyric Bent. And this one we weren't totally sold on just because she's a wine sommelier who we've seen before, <laughs> and she goes home. For her annual Ice Wine Christmas Festival. But I did end up liking this movie. And you thought it was okay, right? Yeah, I thought it was okay. It wasn't my favorite of the weekend. But it was definitely better than I thought it was going to be. And I did watch the other Lifetime Christmas movie. And I definitely thought it was better than the other Lifetime Christmas movie. But Okay, well that's good to know too. Because the other Lifetime Christmas movie... A Picture Perfect Holiday was on my list as well. Uh, I would agree that it's not my favorite of this weekend. 
that's another movie. <laughs> but it was better than expected, mostly because of Rosalind and Lyric. I really liked them together. And she's just like one of my favorite people to watch anyway, just based on previous things. And I'd never seen him before, but together, I just thought they were really cute and had a very good chemistry. Yeah, I agree. You know, Rosalind Sanchez, I w- I'm going to say this when we get to the style because it's worth saying. Like, she's beautiful in, like, pretty much anything. You, you could put her in, like, a potato sack and she'd look amazing. But mm-hmm. she's she's just so pretty. And I think she's so, like, energetic and quirky a little bit and fun. Mm-hmm. And Lyric, I was kind of on the fence about because, you know, I've been – I was getting the posts ready to put put out and stuff. And I was seeing all the photos that they, that I could find online from the movie, which lifetime does not provide as many pictures as Hallmark does, but they're all like, I think just bad angles. And he was like, I didn't think he was super cute in the photos. And I was like, I don't know about this, but he was definitely, I thought more attractive in the movie than, than in the photos Mm -hmm. ahead of time. And I did end up liking him I was also a little caught off guard (laughs) before the movie showed because they had that yellow jacket and then it became part of the storyline which made it better um so it was like okay it belongs but I was like why is he wearing this bright yellow jacket this is not (laughs) normal (laughs) yeah that's like too salt too small for him yeah yeah I agree with Rosalind's energy. And it's funny because as I was watching this, I was thinking how she doesn't annoy me with her enthusiasm and kind of perkiness because there's still like an underlying, um, I, I want to say like grounding to her. Like genuine? Yeah. There's something grounding her still. I don't know any other way to explain it. Compared to other people who are just, you know, when they're overly quirky and yeah, too peppy, it's like, and it's really fake and it's just really annoying. You're like, calm down already. Right. But I didn't feel that way with her. Yeah. And I think that also her accent is so cute. Like, I think it helps Mm -hmm. the, the, like, Maybe if it was someone else delivering the exact same lines, I might be like, she's that person's a little too over the top. But I feel like her accent makes it more endearing, too. And I was actually noticed this. I was like, why does the sister not have any accent at all? So I was like, this doesn't make sense. But she said that they moved there and the sister was the younger sister. So moved there at a younger age. So it kind mm-hmm. of like because I had already thought of that. I don't know if they did that on purpose, but. I was thinking, okay, well, that does explain why she has a stronger accent than her sister. Um, Because I was thinking, if they grew up in the United States, why would one have an accent and one not have an accent? Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't really, well, I don't know if I noticed that or not. But it is more, like, pleasing. Because she has, like, it's a musical lilt or rhythm. Anyway. Yeah. Just random. (laughs) On that note, though, I did think there were some awkward dialogue moments in the movie okay lay them on me well i can't tell you the exact scenes oh okay but it was just like some of the lines i was just this is like really kind of awkward and maybe it was just because there was too long of a pause in between lines sometimes i don't know it was just like stilted a little bit but it didn't like overwhelm me yeah yeah i can understand that because, you know, this made me think how last year Hallmark blew Lifetime out of the water, right? With their Christmas movies. And last year, and I'm pretty sure we're probably going to be thinking the same thing this year. We're like, why are these movies, why do they feel so different from one channel to the other when they're basically the same? Uh-huh. And part of it is the script and the dialogue. I like, agree. Like, for some reason, Hallmark has a better flow for with their writers or something than lifetime still doesn't make sense to me, but there it is. I wonder if it's more like a, maybe lifetimes more willing to take risks on some things like 
in the a, a picture perfect holiday when they meet, he is in a towel. Oh, never would that be the thing that happens on Hallmark. <laughs> No, but I might have to just skip to that scene just to see what you're talking about. <laughs> and she's like, oh. And she like looks at his chest and everything. I was like, okay. Well, duh. <laughs> He's attractive. He is attractive. So I wonder if it's just that they take more risks. And because Hallmark has this equation that they use, mm -hmm. maybe that's the X factor thing that makes it better. Or maybe just maybe. more consistent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, this was only the first one for Lifetime this year. Yeah. Maybe it, it will be better this year for them. But on this one, it wasn't. For for certain parts, anyway. Not the entire movie. I did like... Uh, here's a, a nod to the writers. I loved their yeah. names. Camilla and Declan. <laughs> I was oh, like... Oh, those were cute. I was like, those are so unique. Like, usually it's not like a... I mean, I think that they're doing more, like, out there names, but sometimes it's like, Jessica and Brad. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Granted, <laughs> I'm in the age range where I literally know a thousand Jessicas and a thousand Brads. <laughs> oh, gosh. But I just kind oh, of appreciated man. that they were a little different. And his name, Declan, I feel like is fairly popular now with baby names. But... Mm -hmm unique for his age the age of the yeah. character not the age <laughs> of lyric whose name is also unique <laughs> i know i realized as i just looked at his name that i spelled it wrong on a comment because he spells it with a q i think i used the c oh i think i spelled it wrong too then carrie i know i was i was in a rush <laughs> that would explain why when i tried to find him on instagram i couldn't find him <laughs> I was like, he doesn't have a profile. Well, it might help if you spelled the poor man's name right. Oh, man, oh, we stink. Good grief. I know. Well, since we're talking about the writers and trying to have a positive spin, I did write down two quotes. Did you write any down? I have a comment on a quote that I can't remember super great right now, but it's not an actual quote. So go ahead with your quotes, and then I'll throw mine in at the end. Okay. Well, the first one... When, is when they're kind of talking about the magic of Christmas versus the science of growing things. And he knew some kind of magical thing that she was talking about. And he was just like, science isn't soulless. And I just really liked that line because while science is like very clinical and fact-driven that doesn't mean that there can't be something more, I don't want to say emotional, but, but you know, it's not just so cut and dry. Yeah. So I appreciated that line. And then this one just made me laugh. And he asks her to dance to a Christmas song, which I thought was sweet. But then she said, you don't dance to Christmas songs, you sing them. <laughs> and you know that got me thinking like that's right like I don't know that I ever really danced at Christmas songs you just mostly sing along and you do carols right yep put your arms around people sway a little bit yeah but you don't really like dance yeah so I thought that was kind of funny that is funny and I actually found that I have written one down I um liked at the end where he was like no 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 I think it's more the middle I don't know when it was, but he said, I saw something that interests me. So I went for it when he asked mm. her out. Yeah, he I wrote down that I like how he likes her. He was yeah. very obvious and clear with his mm -hmm. intentions. I appreciated that. Yep. And he was very sweet with her and always very like you. We've talked about this a lot before where I really like the ones where people don't pretend like they don't like each other. Mm -hmm. it's like you guys know you like each other <laughs> yeah they acted like grown-ups which I think is what I liked about the movie too yeah and then my other funny one was uh this is all I wrote down and perhaps you'll remember to help me because <laughs> as I'm <laughs> as I'm sitting here right now I didn't write enough about this but I know it made me laugh out loud it was at the beginning 
And it, I wrote Eileen's gentleman caller. Oh, is this when she's talking about young suitors? Oh, wait. I no, think that's so. The next movie. Wait, no. <laughs> that's the next movie. <laughs> I don't know. But I thought it was funny and I wrote it down. And now we have nothing to talk about about it. So there's that. <laughs> uh, do you have many more no. notes? No. I have one specific okay. about storyline. So I'm going to save it. But I did have one little sweet thing. When they were walking across the street, he, like, moved her to the inside of the sidewalk. Did you notice this? Oh, no. And normally I do notice those things. Oh, I was like, it was very clear that he was, like, putting her, like, on the safe side. (laughs) That's too cute. It was very cute. (laughs) I just really liked his character in this movie. I did, too. He was just a mature, grown-up, and... I liked it. Yeah. Oh, I did have a question for you. And maybe this okay. goes into like a set. Um, did the bell tower scenes drive you crazy? No. Well, what about them drove you crazy? I felt like it was in front of a green screen. Oh, see, that didn't really bother me that much. Okay. The only issue I had with the bell tower wasn't even with the bell tower is when she was looking out from it. And you could clearly see that it wasn't real snow on the ground below. It was the cloth, you know, white stuff that they used to cover everything up like it's snow. Lifetime does a terrible job with this. Wasn't it last year in that one movie, Christmas on Wheels, where she almost tripped over the white fabric on the ground? Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can see the wrinkle. Yeah, but that's the one where they put the 12 Christmas trees in the back of a Mini Cooper also. Yeah, that's true. Uh, They just need to work on better fake snow. I agree. Put it in the budget. Put it in the budget, please. (laughs) I didn't like at the end, she goes to ring the bell to get the people to come out Mm -hmm. to help with the ice wine. And she's just standing up there. How are they supposed to know why you're ringing the bell? Like... That she just see, starts to see people come outside and then she's like yes yes like people are gonna know what they're like I don't know I was like this is well like, at least yell down and like spread the word spread the word <laughs> well I figured everyone knew what the bell meant because they said they only ring it for the harvest what I thought was funny was how quickly people got oh. dressed and came outside in the middle of the night <laughs> like waking from a dead sleep I know <laughs> just fully dressed I must not have realized that. I did not. I don't think I heard that part, that they only ring it. Yeah, during the festival thing. So now we are ready to rate, I think. Yep. Okay. So for style, I am going to give this one a four, mostly because of Rosalind. And I just really liked her outfits. She had this green jumpsuit that was really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I gave it a four also because of Rosalind. <laughs> um, if that yellow jacket had not been written into it, I would have had to count it, cut it down though, because I did not like that yellow jacket. Uh, I liked it in the storyline. I did not like it as an aesthetically pleasing thing on the screen. <laughs> you just always knew where he was. He stood out wherever he went. That is, that is very true. <laughs> Maybe the person who owned it, because got, they got it out of the Lost and Found, lost it on purpose. <laughs> mm, maybe. Maybe. They're like, hey, if I leave this here, I don't have to have it anymore. And the person who bought it for me won't be mad because I, I lost it. What can I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. And then for set, I gave it a three because I didn't really feel it like anything was that super special. I agree. I did the exact same thing (laughs) okay okay and for storyline this one is iffy for me but i'm gonna give it a four because it was different from normal winery storylines and i honestly didn't even know there was such a thing as an ice wine and like these grapes grow in the cold i i just don't understand how it works so i was like that's kind of cool I agree, and I kind of want to try ice wine now. <laughs> I don't even know how you get it. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe you can just order it. I don't know. I'm going to Google it later. I gave it a three for storyline, and this is the big reason. Uh-oh. 
I don't know why they didn't have. Well, I do know why. It's so it's so Rosalind Sanchez's character could be the one to come up with the whatever. But I was thinking the whole time, why aren't they having Henry do his things and estimate when it's going to be time to pick them and have Declan do it at the same time so they can see if they line up and and Declan can then make changes to his scientific way of doing it uh, to mm. account for whatever. You know what I'm saying? But instead, they're yeah. like, no, we're just going to go with it all out and then people are going to miss it and it's going to be a disappointment and everybody's going to be upset about it. And then it's going to be on Christmas because as soon as she said she wanted it to be on Christmas, I was like, well, it's going to be on Christmas. <laughs> all right. And then for Christmas trees, I give it a three. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> and for lover nonsense, as much as I did like it, I think I'm still going to give it a nonsense. But like on your sliding scale, it would be towards the middle. Yeah, that's how I felt. And I put it on the nonsense side. Sorry, Rosalind. We love you. Anyway. Sorry, Rosalind and Lyric. <laughs> All right. The next movie we're going to cover is My Christmas Family Tree. Woo-hoo. Yeah, this one was my pick. It was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. I actually really like this one. I mean, not that I didn't think I was going to like it. This is totally right up my alley. I love like ancestry DNA and family tree kind of stuff. So this was definitely um, one of my like right up my alley. And Mm -hmm. just to set the base, Vanessa is, does a DNA test. Her, she's never known her father. Her mother died when she was a kid. She did a DNA test and found out that she had a paternal match who turns out to not know that he ever had a daughter before he got married and has three kids now. And he invites her to come stay with him for Christmas. And Andrew Walker is a family friend who lives also in the city and gives her a ride to spend Christmas with them. Because he also spends Christmas with them. Mm-hmm. It was cute. And they're not related. <laughs> they're not <at> related. <laughs> <laughs> He's not some cousin. <laughs> He's nothing like that. <laughs> they covered this. They, they definitely covered yeah. this. His parents died, and then they invited him to spend the holidays with him one year, and he has been coming back year after year because yeah. it just feels like Christmas there. Because they're such a sweet family. Although, as hallmarky as our family is, I did think it was scandalous that they actually had the dad have an affair years ago that resulted in a kid. Now, it wasn't like an affair while he was married with another woman or anything, but still... Yeah admitting like oh these people weren't married and they got pregnant (gasps) yeah he was he he was in a relationship with her mom and Mm -hmm. it broke out up because he went overseas and then when he came back he couldn't find her Mm -hmm. and then ended up marrying his wife uh i thought it was funny when speaking of like him coming back and not being able to find her mom when he first meets Amy T. Garden's character, her like first question is, Where have you been all my life? <laughs> and I just laughed, like, whoa, we're getting to the deep questions right away. I know, that was funny. And she's like, I'm just kidding. I tell stupid yeah. jokes when I'm nervous. <laughs> it's like you get that from me. <laughs> and then there is this kind of a behind the scenes storyline where you know, he's kind of questioning, is she really his daughter? You know, whatever. And she gets the call from the DNA place saying, hey, we mixed up your story, your your DNA results with another Vanessa Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I could go into this on Storyline, but since I already started. <laughs> yeah. What are the chances that two Vanessa Halls did a DNA test around the same time they get mixed up? And both with mothers whose names are nicknames of Patricia. And one is actually related to the dad and the other one is not. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, this is just too weird. Like, I knew when that when that came up and that's what they said, it was two Vanessa Halls. Like, if they had just said, oh, we mixed up two DNA tests, mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, maybe it is just a coincidence that she calls her mom Patty and he called her Trish. 
You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. those are unique enough that Trish could be a name that standalone. You know, Patty could stand for a bunch of different things. You know, it, I was just like, I don't know. But. Well, I felt the same way. So this is like a huge spoiler for the movie, everyone, <laughs> about the DNA call about this mistake. Because. So first of all, why did she receive the phone call about the mistake and he didn't get any notification at all because this was right. part of the conflict. She's like, Oh, I need to tell them that I'm not really related to them, but I don't want to because I've never really had this family life kind of thing. And I'm like, he got the notification when they matched them as like her as his daughter. Why wouldn't he get the same notification that she's not yeah. his daughter? So that didn't make sense to me. And then I really felt for this other Vanessa Hall possibly out there, you know, because you're you obviously know that she's going to stay in the family, even if she's not related, just through Andrew Walker's character. But like, what about this other poor Vanessa Hall? You know, like she's going to join the family. Who knows? And then in the end, it turns out like, oh, no, we didn't have a glitch. You're really related. And they never addressed it. I know. Like, how do you think you have a glitch? Freak out and call someone about it. And, but you don't actually have a glitch. Yeah. Like. The only way that we knew that there was not actually a glitch was because he went and found the photo of her mom. The one photo he had of her. And he goes, she looks just like, you know, Mm -hmm. Vanessa. Amy T. Garden, but she, you know what's funny is why didn't he look at her and say, "Man, you look just like your mom." I know because he'd been questioning throughout the whole movie, you know, not totally serious, but a little bit of like, "Well, it's weird that she doesn't remember these things about her mom." You know, maybe there is a mistake, not knowing that there actually was a quote unquote real mistake. You know, yeah. So why have these feelings if she actually did look like her? Yeah, I, it, the storyline was not super, like, those kinds of things were not super strong, and I didn't, I didn't love it, but I still liked the storyline in general, and Mm -hmm. whereas, like, the dad with the DNA test that you were saying, like, oh, why didn't they notify him, I have, like, 2,000 matches, so, but I do think it's different for the father. So if it happened and they had a paternal or something like a really close family member, it would make sense that you would, you know, you'd say, okay, if they're within first cousins, maybe we like closer than first cousins and we notify them, but (laughs) anything else we don't. Well, she got a phone call. He should have gotten a phone call. It's not like you've ever gotten a phone call about a close match. I know, but what I'm saying is they can't they can't tell all the all of the matches. You know what I'm saying? But I do think that a paternal match should have if they they should have looked and said, "Oh no." Cuz what if she did it hadn't seen it yet and the dad had seen it? And you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it, it was weird, but it was a major plot hole. <laughs> It was a major plot But we are willing to overlook it because of everything else. I was willing to overlook it because they had a cameo. (laughs) Yes. Let's talk about the cameo, which Carrie almost missed. I did almost miss. I was like looking down and then I heard a voice that I knew I knew. And I looked up. She heard a voice. And it was Tyler Hines. Yes. I recognized immediately. Well, first of all, I was watching, like, you know, a good Hallmark, Lifetime, whatever podcaster. (laughs) But I noticed first that they were at the same restaurant as Roadhouse Romance. So I was like, oh, my gosh, it's like a crossover. We're at Roadhouse Romance. And then Tyler is working there as the waiter and serving Andrew and Amy. I was like, oh. This really is like a crossover. He's still there and still in love and he's helping them with the business. I just loved it. Yeah. And he was, he's clean shaven and short hair. So if Mm -hmm. you're used to only seeing him not clean shaven and not short hair, he almost doesn't look like himself without the beard. (laughs) This is true. He like looks like an entirely different person with a beard versus without it. He's still cute. 
but well duh yeah <laughs> I was shocked I was like oh my gosh it's Tyler and I'm like frantically typing in my notes like oh my goodness freaking out over here I couldn't tell you Carrie because you hadn't watched it yet I don't want to ruin it I know because I go to watch it and I'm like you didn't tell me that there's a Tyler Hines appearance like that, I know. that was the purpose yeah, you needed to experience it yourself for the first time. Just be like, oh, such a happy coincidence. I wish it they was. did more of those things in the Hallmark movies mm -hmm. because I don't think it'd be that difficult since they all film around the same places and around the same yeah. time. It would be so much fun finding all these like Easter eggs. Well, you know, last year I was watching something or earlier this year I was watching something and it was like Kim Sestad showed up in like a ton of movies she was in a mystery movie she was in this she was in that just had these little small like sometimes one-line characters whatever and she's the only person that I've ever really noticed that and it all it just happened that I watched a bunch of them within the same week that she happened to do that on uh, so yeah I was gonna say like we never get any like leading people as side characters or extras in these movies except for Kimberly Sestad, who yeah. I guess she just likes doing it. It's probably easy money. Yeah. She likes to surprise people. Mm -hmm. It's always a nice thing to see. Yep. Uh, I did not write that many things down, and they actually probably fit in the ratings. Uh, okay. I don't know about you. I have the a only few thing things. that doesn't. Okay. okay. I only have one thing that doesn't fit. And it's very random, but the little girl who had to sing Away in a Manger uh -huh. did not sound, that song did not sound like Away in a Manger. I don't know what arrangement that was. Okay. But I was like, what song is this? I'm so glad that you said this because I wrote, her solo voice did not match her lips, first of all. Okay. I forgave her for that because she she's is a young. kid and probably isn't used to ADR when they add the match the voices but it didn't match her in general and that's not what she sounded like when she was practicing the song in the house <laughs> i didn't notice that i just noticed that this is off mel melodically <laughs> yeah it was better when she was at home practicing slightly more recognizable <laughs> i'm like how do you mess up away in a manger you know it's like away in a manger blah 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 and who knows? I don't even know what she was saying. Yeah. It was like I don't know Wayne Manger 2.0. It was not it was not a good rendition, and that's not her fault. Mm -mm, no. But I don't blame that girl one bit. Nope. Let's see. My random things are um Hallmark's coming after us, Stephanie. Because <laughs> they're trying to kill us. <laughs> they they are calling us out for our Hallmark watching. Because at <sighs> the beginning. She's talking to her friend, and her friend was like, if you have time to binge watch 30 Christmas movies, then you have time for a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, I just skimmed over that. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Hallmark. <laughs> I was like, I mean, we can't all, like, randomly find a new family who has this great, attractive best friend, you know, to fall in love with. <laughs> I know, right? And... I thought it was funny because like last week, last week I was like, well, this is why I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have like this skill that I can just break out in song. <laughs> and then also it's because we're stuck home watching all these Hallmark movies. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we just have so many issues. I can't imagine why we're single. <laughs> yep. So funny. Uh, my other ones are really random. I don't have anything that really fits into categories, so I'll run through them real fast. Their ice skating okay. actually looked like people who didn't know how to ice skate, and I appreciated that. Hmm. They were, like, falling all over the place. I mean, I think he had ice skated a little bit, but, like, sometimes when they're like, I can't ice skate. I watched one where the guy's like, I've never ice skated before, and then he gets out and he, like, doesn't fall once, and he's, like, perfect. And I was like, this is not real life. <laughs> I really enjoyed the dinner montage with the prayer where it kind of like showed them like serving the food and like talking and whatever behind like it was it was very sweet. It was like the prayer was overlaid across the dinner montage. Yeah, I like that part, too. It was very sweet. And then completely random, but I need to know the answer to this, Stephanie. Oh, gosh. They, they had a snowball fight. Do you oh. think... 
that in these snowball fights, what they're really throwing at each other are those wool dryer ball dryer balls. I think it's entirely possible because <laughs> Courtney was watching this movie with me. Well, watching may be a bit strong, but she noticed that one of the snowballs just bounced off a person <laughs> and stayed together. <laughs> She's like, they need to do better. <laughs> so it's entirely possible that that's what they are because they're, they're snowballs. not real snow. <laughs> yeah, they never look like real snow. They never look like like hand-formed snowballs either. They're perfectly mm-hmm. round. And I thought, I yeah. bet those are wool dryer balls. <laughs> the, the hard-hitting questions one day maybe we'll be able to ask somebody that works on a set somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool. Also, so my last thing was um, the last scene. You know that I am not a super big fan of public first kisses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They kind of had one. It was not public. I mean, it was in her apartment, but her family was there. And um, they had showed up. He shows up with a Christmas tree, which was kind of really random. Yeah. Because it's not like they, I don't think they had a conversation, did they, about her not having a Christmas tree? I don't really remember. Maybe they did. And I wasn't, I like missed, because it would have been a short line. Yeah. I don't don't know. know. It seemed random. But he got there, they end up kissing, and I was okay with the semi-public kiss because the little girl's face, <laughs> did you notice her face? No. Was like was she disgust. Like freaking out? <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. It was. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. So I was totally okay with it. Well, this is the movie that had the dad talking about young suitors. Yes. And Andrew comments like, if you're still calling them young suitors, you're not ready for your daughter to date. <laughs> <laughs> I just laughed. Yeah. It was very cute. Uh, and, and it was kind of awkward in moments, which was good because you would expect it to be awkward in moments. But yeah. Let's rate it. So for style, I am going to give it a four. That's what I gave Because it. I think everyone looked nice. I I kind of had a question mark on the end because like, what did she wear that I actually really liked or can remember? And I can't, but I just remember liking it all. I loved the red dress that she was wearing when she blurts out that she doesn't, she can't be in the family photo because she's not one of them. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was very fitted and it looked really nice. And if I was skinny, I would totally rock that dress. <laughs> And she actually had a nice plaid coat now that I remember too. It was like mm-hmm. a statement piece. Yeah, I like that yeah, too. So that's a four. For setting, I am giving it another four. Oh. Because I know, look at me. One, because we got to see Roadhouse Romance, the building again with Tyler. <laughs> but also because I really liked their house. I did like their house, but I still only gave it a three. But that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. And then storyline, I'm giving it another four because it was a bit different on the whole found family DNA testing thing. Yes, I agree. I could have given it a five if they had not had so many holes in their story, but Mm -hmm. I gave it a four because it was very enjoyable. Yeah, I did like it a lot. And then Christmas trees, I gave it a five because there were a ton of decorations. Like I just loved everywhere in their house. Which I guess bleeds into the setting for me because it was just so well decorated. There was a lot of Christmas and and he has this blow up Santa that she buys a replacement Santa and it's like four times mm-hmm. the size of the other one. I loved that Santa. He was giant. He was huge. What do you give it? I gave it a four for Christmas, but Okay. I mean, not because I didn't like it. It was fine. It was good. Very Christmassy. I liked it. They just didn't do a lot of Christmas activities for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a love. Yep. Yay. Easy peasy, rice and cheesy. <laughs> On to my pick for the weekend. One December night, which is about a singing duo that is broken up and their manager children get them back together again for a Christmas concert. This one, in my opinion, was the best one of the weekend. I would agree. I really liked the last one, but I think this one did nudge it out a little bit. 
yeah, I just had more feelings while watching this. Like, it had funny moments, but it had, like, really serious moments. Mm-hmm. And it was just a different storyline. So, overall, it was my and, favorite. And I liked, I appreciated the fact that they were bo- they were dealing with things because they're, they're, it's their father's, right? And so mm-hmm. she's dealing with the fact that her father was an alcoholic when she was a kid. And then the, her mother died and it caused this, you know, split between them. And then he's dealing with his dad kind of being like all in over the top, kind of like super committed, but you can tell he's having memory issues. And then it comes Mm -hmm. out that he, spoiler, has Alzheimer's. And so definitely very serious like things, but I actually like the Alzheimer line because it's so different. Like the, the split between the parents or the issue between the father and the daughter or whatever is very common in these movies. So I appreciated that there was another layer that they don't normally explore. Yeah. I mean, the split is normal for these movies, but I think the whole alcoholism line is different. It's a bit darker than Hallmark normally gets, you know, admitting that people can have these serious issues uh, and even having Alzheimer's is kind of dark for them, too. But I appreciated both of those. And ironically, so I'm rewatching Grey's Anatomy and I'm in season seven and this disease features prominently in season seven. So I'm just like, oh, it's everywhere. But yeah. I could listen to Addison, the girl who played Addison, like sing a songbook, like a phone book. I mean, like literally. Yeah, she has such a pretty voice. She was spectacular. Did you look up and see if she's like a real singer in real life? I meant to do that and then I forgot. I looked her up, but I didn't. I didn't go too far on it. My brain quit working all of a sudden about three minutes ago. <laughs> That's okay. You're carrying this carrying this show for us, Stephanie. <laughs> uh, speaking of singing, I liked seeing Peter Gallagher singing again because he sang in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, previously canceled, which I'm very upset about, but they have a Christmas special coming out this year randomly. Hmm. But anyway, he sang in that show, which I love, and so I like seeing him in this movie and singing. It was nice. I think it really helped this film. It felt elevated to me compared to other ones. Mm -hmm. Like, since it was grounded with real issues. But also, I mean, Peter Gallagher and, was it Bruce Campbell? Is that his name? They were, like, legit people, actors. Oh, yeah, (laughs) Not that Eloise Mumford or Brett Dalton aren't legit, but... There was just this added um, extra-ness to it. Also, I'm pretty sure the lady who worked at the diner or owned the diner was from Greece. The pink-haired girl whose name I can't remember, whose best friends was Sandy. Yep, don't know what her name was right now. Do you know who I'm talking about, though? Yes, but it's on the tip of my tongue and I can't come up with it. <laughs> that could be her. I don't know. I didn't look. Oh, I'm like 90% sure it's her. I just can't remember her name. Okay, let me type this in. Frenchie. (laughs) Frenchie's her name. And her real, like, real-life lady is named Dee Dee Khan. Good job. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to see. I have not seen her in many things. Yeah, it looks like she's been regularly in things. I just haven't seen anything. Hmm. But, yeah, that was who she was, and I appreciated seeing her. Um, I had one quote that I wrote down. Okay. When they, when the dads get back together for the first time, Mike says, hello, Steve, you lost some hair. You happy? (laughs) I was like, okay, (laughs) we can see how this is going to (laughs) go. Yeah. They had some of the best lines when they were like fighting each other. Uh They were just so cute together. And then when... You know, aside from the funny parts, when they're talking about being brothers, I was I got teary like, yeah. twice in this movie. Once was when they were talking about being brothers, and the other time was when Brett's character broke down when he found out his dad had Alzheimer's. Yeah. 
I was his, his like voice cracked when he said, I'm so sorry and hugged his dad. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> so sad. I feel like I cried a lot towards the end of this movie. I was very teary eyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so be prepared. <laughs> yeah. Watch it. <laughs> I will say one of my favorite parts um, was they went to set up a Christmas tree for her dad in the middle mm-hmm. of the night. And they get the get get it all decorated, and they're standing there, and their their hands are kind of touching, and they start to hold hands, and they get a kiss in front of the tree. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is the sweetest thing. And then the dad comes downstairs and interrupts them, and I loved the fact that the interruption happened at the end of the kiss instead of before the kiss happened. Yeah, I wrote down good mid kiss because it was a good one. It was good, and it was so sweet, and that you could clearly see that they, you know, I appreciated the fact that, like, these are two people that only they can know what their lives were like, right? Even mm-hmm. though they had different parents and whatever, they're, like, you're never going to find someone who really understands your life better than that person. Right. Um, I will say, start talking about songs when they did their uh concert he says we're gonna start with a classic is it just me or did that not seem like a classic was that a classic well i thought it was a classic of theirs okay like in their life i don't think they meant start with a classic everyone would know i thought that i was expecting like a classic christmas movie is what i was expecting i mean christmas song oh no you know what i'm saying like i thought yeah. I thought they were going to sing that one December night song that was so contentious. But when they didn't start, well, when I didn't hear the lyrics one December night, <laughs> like, oh, they're, just sing- they're just singing another song of theirs that I guess is a classic for them. I feel like the one December night was really, that that whole thing was very sweet with them sitting off to the side while the dads are singing it. And he's, you know, dedicating the song to her and her mother who passed away and it was very very sweet agreed all right so let's rate this thing so for style i am going to give it a four because once again i liked how everyone looked they're all nice so (laughs) they get a four yeah, I, I gave it a four also, and mostly because Eloise Mumford's outfits, I felt like were, they gave her like this leather jacket, so it was like executive, but like with a, if you were the daughter of a rock star, you'd have this rocker mm-hmm. side, like just little element, and I thought they did that really well. Yeah, like professional, but in music, so you're cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then for setting, I'm giving it another four because I really liked their house and I like that it was named Big Red I just thought that was really cute so and I liked the hotel or B&B whatever wherever they were staying at I thought that was cute and I liked how she like decorated it and everything yeah I liked the house I liked the thing that it was called Big Red I really felt like that would be like the name of a you know, like live at Big Red or something like that is like the name mm-hmm. of an album or something. I thought it fit really well with the feel of the uh, storyline. I only gave it a three, though. And this is where my one random, really random thing came in. <laughs> and it's not even that I knocked it for this, but that hallway to the rooms, those were not ADA approved. Did you notice how tight that little hallway was? Yeah, I did, because she was standing in it, and she had her arms full of bags, and he came up behind her. I'm like, he can't even pass her. No. Because it's so small. It was so small, and I was like, uh, I don't like this. This this is not, I guess maybe if it's a historical hotel, it would be okay, but I was thinking that's not ADA approved. No. And you know, you think of these things more when you have a friend who is in a wheelchair. (laughs) Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And she does a great job of bringing things to people's awareness. Yes, she does. Okay. And then we have storyline. I give it a five. Because this is very different from their normal thing. And it just all came together so well. We had our ups and our downs. It actually made me tear up, which doesn't always happen. So that's a five. 
I did too. I loved the storyline. It was very sweet. It's very endearing. They had lots of good, like different, unique parts to it. And so I really liked it, which means obviously it's a love. (laughs) I know it is a love, but you skipped Christmas trees. Oh, it's bye for Christmas spirit. (laughs) I think I gave it a four. I'm trying to pull it back up. Aww, I gave it a four. Back down. It was good. It's still a love, though. It's still a love. It's still a love. Yes. <laughs> I actually think this might be, this might end up being one of my favorites of the whole season because I really liked it a lot. I can definitely and agree with that. I would probably watch it again. Well, I, I probably like I will watch it again. So, yeah. Good job, Hallmark. Yeah, I'll say my favorite. I think still is Next Stop Christmas, but. I do think that this is up there in the next year when we're recommending movies to be watched. Mm-hmm. I'm sure one of us will be recommending this one. Yeah, I think so too. Hey everyone, this is Carrie from the future. I just realized that we did not do our rankings for the week. So it's probably pretty obvious. Stephanie, Stephanie only watched the three movies. So her top was... One December Night, My Christmas Family Tree, and then Ice Wine Christmas. I watched the majority of them. So my favorite is One December Night, then My Christmas Family Tree, but then I would put Open by Christmas, and then an Ice Wine Christmas, and then A Picture Perfect Holiday, and then last, A Holiday in Harlem. I started it, but I couldn't get into it, so it has to go last. All right, so that wraps up this review episode, but stay tuned because next we're doing the preview episode, and this is a large preview of Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas movies. It's a ton because we're heading towards Thanksgiving, so keep listening. Yeah, we're getting into it, guys, getting into it. I mean, this is not the biggest one because the next week is like a lot of movies, but (laughs) this one still is more, so yeah. So it's a lot. Yeah. It's not the four that we started with. <laughs> oh, those were the days two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you on our preview episode. Bye. Bye. So subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes released. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently, those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen and our social media yes follow us on facebook and instagram at love and nonsense podcast talk to you later bye